Hey, Dirty Hour listeners. We're back for another episode. You can find this episode on iTunes, Amazon Music, and Spotify. On this episode, we have a very special guest, the one formerly known as Dirt Bike Jesus, Ian Prince, in studio live. We're doing a review of San Diego Supercross Big News, celebrating Aaron Plessinger's first Supercross win. Uh, We're excited to bring it to you. Deep dive with us. Let's ride. Welcome to another episode of the Dirty Hour. We are here for a San Diego review. What a race. Another mutter, not quite as muddy, but we will deep dive into that with you right here. I am your host, Colton Scudder, and with me today is my co-host. Amanda Scudder, what's up guys? There we go. We're back in the studio. We're happy to bring you another episode, and uh, we, we I think we learned a little bit more after this race, it's still a mutter. It's hard to get into a rhythm after this. You know, we found out some information, but there's still a lot of questions to be made for this 2024 season. I would agree. We're gonna try and uh, discuss that and figure it out with you guys. But with us today, live in studio, is a Dirty Hour original member, Ian Prince. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How there you guys you. doing? Or AKA the Dirt Bike Jesus. For those of you that caught on with the Dirty Hour uh, years ago. Dirt bike Jesus. Dirt bike Jesus. I got the long hair. Don't have much of a beard now. Shaved it all off on Friday, but hey, DBJ, DBJ's got to look good too. DBJ, I mean, you gotta clean up sometimes. Taking my wife out for dinner on Friday, so I had to sh- trim it up a little bit. We didn't take it all out, but give me about two weeks. I look just like Jesus. Well, hey, hey, <laughs> so hey. Jesus. Someone give me a robe. I'm ready to rock and roll, baby. Oh my God. I love it. I love it. So, Ian, um, like we brought up earlier, you are one of the original members of the Dirty Hour. We're very happy to have you back in studio live, and I have a feeling it's going to be first of many. Um, but tell us a little bit about yourself, how you got into racing, and what what your racing past looks like, your, your present, and your future. Yeah, I mean, I've been racing with the family for since I was 10 years old. That's my dad got us into it, and uh, I mean, we've been racing ever since, uh, off and on when I was little, and then we've just been picking it up as I get older. I mean, I'm 30 now. I'm in the 30 class, so You're hashtag vet class life. He's old. It's the he best is. thing that's ever happened to me, but <laughs> honestly, I mean, I, I wouldn't trade it for the world. I love racing. I love the dirt bike community. I love the desert community, everyone we go race with. I mean, it's just everyone's there to have a good time and ride hard and everyone's got the same mentality and i love that and for me since i got two little ones my oldest boy is about four years old he's about to start his first year of moran this year so we're gonna see how that goes I'm that's awesome excited. that is that Hello. is so cool yeah. and and for you listeners out there so um ian is actually my cousin my brother from another mother and so his son watson is my nephew and so this kid, yeah, he just turned four, has got his first ever full-blown dirt bike race coming up in about two weeks. Now, he did do a Stasic race. That's what they're called, right? Stasic? Stasic. Yeah, Stasic yep. races, okay. 
And this was uh, that towards the like end of summer of 2023. He had his first days of grace. And I'm not shitting you right now. First race, and he went out there and just smoked. Just dominated. Everybody. Everyone. And first race ever, top of the box, number one plate. And it was like no big deal to him. He's like, he's like, yeah, whatever. I just had fun. I got way more of yeah, these coming. Just, he just rode. Like, I mean, that's that's all I want from him. Like throughout this year, and like as he's growing up, I just want you to go out there and ride because I know he can ride good. He's got good fundamentals. We've been teaching him really well, and just get out there and just ride your race. And I think that's what he did. It was kind of unintentional. He didn't know really what was going on. <laughs> yeah, he's like basic race, but he, he was, was just out there riding bike. around. There was kids yeah. falling all over the place. It was like mines, mines out there. Oh, the yeah. kids were just oh, going yeah. down left to right. He's just kind of cruising through. So, like, if he can just turn around and do that again, I don't really care what place. I just want to see just solid riding, and I just, that's it. Don't give Perfect. up. Perfect. And, and have fun. And, and what, what, exactly. what class is that for Moran for, for the, because he's racing a PW50. Six and under. Six, six and under peewee oh, oh yeah. boy it's really a force to be reckoned with and what's cool um if you guys don't know like colton said we're all related and we all race locally so we do desert races best in the desert legacy we all ride a lot like a good amount a lot okay a lot, yeah, a lot. Um, yeah. so that is our livelihood it's, basically. it's cool to see our nephew to like get into it because we love it and we're excited to see that no, just even just like the the shared on and just like like you said, your dad got you into it. Now he's done it his whole life. You're doing it your whole life, and now you're just seeing that third generation of that coming through. It just it's the beginning. Like this is literally chapter one of of that third generation. Or what I should, should I say, chapter three or something like that. You know, yeah. Chapter three. His middle name Dale. is Dale. I mean, I'm just saying the stars are aligning right now. It's true. It's true. But uh, uh, but yeah. So he, uh, like we mentioned, his first race is in two weeks, and that is our local Moran season, and we are all racing that one. So um, we'd love to have you back, and maybe we get uh, Mr. Watson in the studio too to just say a couple words. And uh, <laughs> that would be funny. It, it, it would it would make for some some good radio there. Um, but to get just a, a quick review, it is pretty cool. Yeah, we're all related, and we're all going racing in two weeks. The 2024 season is among us for us locals here. But yeah. for the pros, we're deep into round three. Round three is done, and we're moving on. Yes. So let's 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 kind of do like a quick, not quick, let's deep dive, dive in. into deep this. Dive. I want to dive. To San Diego. Okay, there you go. No, keep going. It's pretty wet. You yeah, you were good. You were good, yeah. <laughs> okay, 250s, San Diego. What a race. Qualifiers, muddy, messy. The main event, a fantastic to watch. It looks like it shaped out well. It, oh, my gosh. Yeah. I, I got a little worried because, you know, back-to-back mutters. I just, like I've said before, I like a good mutter. But having too many of them or back-to-back, it's just... You can't get a feel. You can't get a rhythm for what the season brings. The riders and who's hot, who's not. It's hard to get a feel for the year. And it's not even that as fans. And I'm sure the riders and teams are feeling that as well. Yeah. And so when they canceled second qualifying and practice and all that stuff. And then the heat races started and it was sloppy as going to be. I was like, oh, no. Oh, boy. This this is not good. It, but, it, no, it, it came out all right. The main events were just absolutely amazing. Race racing and track was amazing yeah i was a little worried watching yeah watching the uh heat races go off because like you said those 250 races were sloppy yeah a little wet oh yeah but 
the rain didn't continue, so everything kind of shut off. Gave the track a chance to dry out and a good, solid, uh, there was a good couple lines actually out there that were good. If anything off that, you're in the slop. And it's going to be a mess. It's but a slick. If you stay in the main line, it was pretty solid. Yeah, yeah. It was a solid track. Well, and um, so I one thing that I'm going to, I love with about this with the 250s are here. And, it, and we'll get to the 450s, but it also happened for the 450s. I love this. We have three different winners in the first three rounds. Yeah. How cool is that? You know, going into this year, and we we I feel like we see it every year, or at least the last handful of years, really, is who's going to win the races? You usually have two to four dudes that can win it. That's it. And you they just repeat, repeat, repeat. Or it's just like, you know, you get three winners, one guy sneaks out one, and it's usually a Barsha or a Roxon, and then you have these... Oh. You know, if we've seen it for years, the Vilpotos, the Dungies, the Tomacs, and the Stewarts, they, they string these things out to where they'll dominate the whole year long. Yeah. And yeah. then you're like, well, okay, we just did 17 rounds and we got three winners. Well, yeah. we're three rounds in and we already have three winners. So the question that brings up to me is like, how many more are we going to have? You look at the results for 250s and 450s, we can have a lot more. And that was, So we're diving into the 250s here. Our new winner is Nate Thrasher. Was he happy about it? Um, I mean, he didn't look like it when he gave his interview. It, he, yeah, he just looked upset to be on the podium. What you won, dude? Smile. And he's like, oh no. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> Maybe he just has that resting dick face, you know? Not Maybe. That resting dick face a little bit, you know? It's already, yeah. Or he's just like, oh, it's just at a medium, just. It could be. It like just shit goes sideways. He's got the same attitude if if he wins. And you, you think you'd be excited because, yes. like, A1 didn't go good for me. Smashed his face in the ground, and I don't think he finished. That was a tough one. Uh, A2, or not A2, uh, uh, San Francisco, Mutter, was awful. I don't well, know. He qualified great. I don't know if he finished. He was but just back. He was way deep. Very, I don't know yeah, what he happened. He was, like, close to last, wasn't he? Yeah. I think yeah. Like those top, top five dudes. I mean, he was last. Other than the people who just didn't finish. Yeah, Joe Shimoda, I don't even think he got a lap. <laughs> no, he got like three corners or yeah. something and didn't get it. But Nate Thrasher, he comes out and wins. And like I said at the top, I'm an advocate for more winners. So to see a new name up there, and not just not just him as a new name, we got Garrett Marchbanks as back-to-back podiums and almost won this thing. Oh, he, yeah, so close. He was banging down the door. I mean, you saw him pass R.J. Hampshire. Pretty handily. Yeah. I, he was yeah. hitting rhythms that RJ wasn't hitting. He was basically setting the tone for the race. Ran into some lappers. I think it might have been mostly, I'd say it was mostly Garrett Marchbanks' fault. But still, like, as, as far as everything goes, I think he can take everything away from this night and everything went well. It, it did go well. Back to back podiums going third in San Francisco, second in San Diego. What's next? First. Do you, in your guys' opinion, I want to ask you guys, do you think Marchbanks carries this momentum on to A2 for a triple crown in dry conditions, supposedly? We'll see. Or is this because he's a bigger, stronger guy on that 250 and the field's not that deep and he's able to wheel it around? Do you think it's he'll be able to carry that momentum or do you think we see a steep drop-off? I think Marchbanks... In the mud, being that bigger guy, he's able to muscle the bike around a little more, kind of compensate for all the ruts going every which direction. So I think having all this mud, a lot of slops really helped him out. 
I think it's going to boost his confidence, and I think he's going to carry that into A2. Um, as long as he doesn't go over his head, I think he should finish out pretty well. Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, March Banks has been a pretty good rider the last couple weeks, but, you know, mutter. A1 is a, you know, one-off for everybody. We already covered that in the oh, last yeah. podcast. But I, I don't know. I have to see the next couple of races to really have an opinion about that, I feel like, because... The fact that he's a bigger guy, he can muster on the bike in the mud. The last two races were that. So I want to see what he looks like on the track without those conditions. Yeah, the dry, the dry condition, you know, I obviously I want to see him doing good. And I kind of wish he would have gotten a win. But, you know, racking up back-to-back podiums, not only is that huge for him and his career, huge for the team as well. I'd love to see the momentum continue. But, you know, he is a bigger guy. And... I, do I think he can string along maybe some top fives? You know, I see him now. They, I see that he's riding good. I see that the team's doing good. The team's got that bike right. It's hard for me to say, yeah, he can go win a race. Maybe he shuts me up and shoves my foot in my mouth. But um, I, I see him as a four to seven guy on, on a dry track, a normal track. Yeah. I, I just Because there, there are some heavy hitters that, that should, should on a normal day be in front of him. Well, I think as long as... He can keep his cool in the domes. He's going to be all right. I don't think he's going to win in the, in the stadiums. I think when you go to uh, Daytona, he's already proven there. I think because of his size and stature, I think he's going to be able to work the bike pretty well there. Go to Atlanta. Like the bigger tracks, the more open tracks, I think he's going to succeed there. So if he can kind of stay up there, stay in the podium position, stay in the top five through – like uh, some of these stadium races, and then really shine when you get to the uh, bigger tracks, I think he could be a contender by the time it comes down to the wire. You know, this is your first pod being on here this season. I still don't understand why Garrett's not on a 450. He should be. Just He's a bigger guy. He rode, uh, did he, he rode outdoors on a 450. Why is he not on a 450? Now, what I've heard, it was his decision to go on a 250. Not a team order. He said he wanted to make a run on that 250 again. But you're a bigger guy, and I, I don't know. Maybe he's seeing that the coasts aren't as strong. A lot of you know, the Lawrence brothers are finally gone. Maybe he thinks this is his time to step in and, and make some noise and, and, and make a, more of a name for himself and it's a little bit of redemption. But I, I, I believe he should be on a fourth. He's a bigger guy. I think it suits him more. And I think I, I just truly believe that's where he needs to be at because he is just a big dude on that 250. Honestly, I think he's just, like you said, I think he thinks it's his time. A lot of yeah. the fast guys are out. Yeah. Obviously, he's been up in the podium two times this year so far. He's working his way through. Momentum. He's going to have that confidence going into A2. Yeah. Just yeah. plain and simple. Like he, I think he thinks that this race was taken away from him, so this was like basically a win for him. Oh, he 100% did. So, yeah. like, he's going to go into the next race thinking he can do it. He obviously can get the starts, and that's – really big in this class if you can get a start and hang up there you've got the speed yeah you can do it i just really hope that this like confidence doesn't go into his head and come out a little more cocky because the more cocky you get the more mistakes you make and that's when he has a big big cross well, yeah so, uh, march makes also that guy who could just wad up this i mean fair so, so we'll sure. see we'll see next race but, um, um there, there's three people left in the two pieces i i really want to talk about because as after being back-to-back mutters we don't we didn't really learn enough of this learn a, a, enough about to like know 
how their year's going and what's what's about to happen. Um, those three people, I'll start with number one, Joe Shimoda. Uh, Once again, just, yes, it's a fourth place. Yes, it looks good. It should have been a fifth because RJ went down with, like, a lap to go. Oh, yeah. But, okay, so fourth place, and it's not a pretty fourth place. Oh, no, that was a sloppy fourth. My yeah, prediction's fine. undefeated at the moment. No, it is. It is. And, like, I love you, Joey Shimoni, but, like, yeah. I don't know. I think he's letting a lot of people down. I like Joe, too. I, I'm not the biggest Joe fan. Honestly, I want Smitty to take the whole thing. But Hell, yeah. Uh, I do like Joe, too. I, I like his attitude. I like his riding style. But I just don't think he's quite there. Going to the Honda is a big change. I know he raced Honda before, but the bike is different. And he's oh, got way some different. big shoes to fill. Mm -hmm. Just had the Lawrences leave the Honda camp on those 250s, killing everybody. All these same guys you're looking at on the same list. So, like, for him to come in and just kind of get a fourth, it's I think it's tough, but you just got to keep digging. Yeah, and I, I know we had, like, talked about it earlier before we started recording. Um, you said, Ian, that you think Joe Shimoda is going to start getting wins towards the end of the season. Yes, he's going to get stronger towards the back half, for sure. We've he's seen that build. time after time again. It's yeah. just... Okay, we're three rounds in, and I've seen him hit the deck probably seven times. You can't give that much up in the 255s because you no. only have half the races. Or exactly. Eight races? You only get eight races? I think, yeah, yeah. So we're already almost halfway through. And yeah. And almost a race down uh, as far as points-wise. Oh, yeah. He, mm -hmm. So. I think he's like 31 back from the leader. Like you're, yeah, you're just, you're in a hole now. He's, I, hole. I yeah. think he's at a point right now where their championships done it's 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 over you're 30 you're a, a race plus out this is where i'm kind of like focus on hitting your marks podiums race wins all that stuff start your outdoor training early and get come out to what is it paula hot that i mean that that's the only thing i see there now my bold prediction before a1 is shimoda's will not win a race this year and it's holding strong. It's been a disappointing road. Yes, I understand he has two top fives. He's got but, a heat race. But it's only heat race. And one heat race. <laughs> and a mutter, though. And a mutter. So. It's only round three. Up on asterisks. Mm -hmm. Okay. He's almost halfway there. Just doesn't saying. doesn't matter. It's only round three. And once he meets Deegan, he ain't beating Deegan. The D's. He's I not he going does. to. Joe, Shimoda, you'll never listen to this podcast, but I hope you do one day, and I hope... Oh, he's listening meet. right now. He's he's, our, uh, he's, our, he's one of the live listeners. I, uh, he, he I told me he himself. kicks some ass. Joe Shimoda, love you long time, buddy. Shimoda, Bo, I'm, 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 a, I'm a fan. I don't want you to do bad. I just don't want you to win. <clears throat> I don't think you're going to win. I mean, Joe, that fuck that guy. Do whatever you want. But, um, so, okay, Joe Shimoda, not a pretty night, but... That you look at the spreadsheet, you're like, oh, he did okay. You watch the whole broadcast. He struggled a lot, and he was nowhere near that front group. Nowhere near night. it. Not a good night. No. And the same goes for Levi Kitchen in, in a different way that he looked hot, qualified super, super good. I think he, he was the number one qualifier. Um, yeah, he won his heat race. And he, he was up there. He's killing it. I made a mistake, and that's it's something that Amanda and I talked about. We went riding earlier today before this podcast, and uh, we were talking about in in certain races and technical races, it's not necessarily who's the fastest; it's the who makes the least amount of mistakes. And that's so true, especially mm -hmm. with the mud. Mm -hmm. Exactly, and 
he made that mistake and he couldn't really reel it back in. He was behind Joe Shimoda after he got up and was behind him basically the entire race. And he couldn't quite get around him and it, the, the track just didn't didn't allow him to be able to make a move. And so, yeah, to finish it up with a fifth place, I truly believe he could have been up there with those other guys fighting for the win. I mean, he already was. He was pushing for the lead. I think that's one of the big differences between Levi Kitchen and Joe Shimoda is that Levi Kitchen was showing fire all night. All night. Yeah. Oh, yeah, night. He, he got that heat race win after the red flag, and he was pushing for the win in the uh, main event. Like, he was pushing RJ hard. Like, he was just looking for a place to pass. I think that's why he crashed. He just couldn't get out of the uh, the main line, obviously. It was a fast line. But, yeah. I mean, that's the big difference. Like, you look at the final uh, finishing lineup, Sure, Joe got ahead of him, but, like, the guy who was riding better was Levi Kitchen. Well, and if you think about it, like, when you're riding, you're riding both defensively and offensively. So, it just means Shimoda had a really good defensive ride the whole race. Yes. That's all that means. Yes. This track also didn't allow for a lot of passing either. That is with, true. With that how is it, true. it did, in a way, dry up and rut up for the main event. There, It was a lot of one line. And if you wanted to yeah. pass, you had to get outside. But once you got outside that main line, it got a little tricky in some spots. Yeah. But I do think Levi Kitchen in a dry condition, his starts every single race has been up there. Especially with going into a triple crown. I think he gets one. Once he gets one, I'm a firm believer. Once he gets out that win, he's going to start rattling these things off. And it's... I think the rest of this uh, 250 class a little bit in danger if, he, they, if they let him have that. I mean, we have the points up here for the 250 championship, and Levi Kitchen, in like behind Jordan Smith, is only, what, like three, eight, eight points behind, right? Eight points, yeah. That, Very much that can be thrown, like, you can win, you can cover that gap in one race. Well, because you also have East-West shootouts as well. Yeah. And that's where you start throwing some East guys in there, and there will be East guys up front that kind of... Jumble push some points. of the west down yeah. and and we i mean ian and i were there we were there live jordan smith had a championship and threw it away coming down out of monster alley oh boy 2017 we Best saw race that i've ever seen in my entire life oh my god Lord. yes there was a lot of factors into that in the whole uh um savachi osborne. osborne altercation mm-hmm. I think what will go down in history is my favorite move live ever I've ever seen. Best thing I've ever seen in my life. I mean, just because I think that's why I want Smitty to win, just because I've seen him throw it away at the end. He's coming out of Thunder Alley, threw it away on that ski jump. God, it looked like a rough crash. But yeah, it, It's hard to believe that, like, okay, you're talking 2017. We're in 2024, and he's like, got the red plate <laughs> again. Hasn't had it since, but yeah. he's got it. You it's know? only been seven years, guys. It's fine. Well, yeah. his attitude, just the way he's talking, like, he just seems so down to earth, and he's wants to he be really that guy, does. that solid guy. That's why, you, you look at his finish, he got third, he walked into the third because RJ did go down, yep. but that's what, that's the guy you gotta be. And that, yeah. that maturity is there. The consistency. Down. When you can't win, grab the third. Yep. Grab the second, grab the fourth if you have to. Don't throw it away. And the, the last right. guy I want to talk about here um, made the biggest dumb dumb move that i've seen this year except for some vince freezy things is <laughs> oh, <God>. rj hampshire okay <laughs> oh um, he, okay let's just let's just round this out for you guys okay he was up front was he third i think he was third i think he was second he was leading quite a he bit was leading he was leading but with like a couple laps to go 
first, second, third. He was in the mix, and they are all tight. I mean, they're all in the same camera shot. It, it's right there, and he he's ahead of Jordan Smith. Yet, he all, like, all I'm saying is just take what you can get, finish ahead of the red plate, and start chopping down some of those points, okay? It wasn't a big gap. Take what you can get and move on to the next. Get to the dry rounds, whatever. What does he do? RJ Fashion sends it, wads up, takes forever to get up, and comes back to get sixth. I mean, now now is even a bigger deficit moving on. And like yeah. we've already talked about, we're almost halfway through their their own the West Coast season. Well, that's, I think he just he got in his own head. He saw first and second right in front of him. So he's like, oh, I can beat these guys. I can, I can, I can make the move. Guys. And yeah. he just pushed it a little bit too. That was a track that you could not push too hard on because obviously you saw what happened. You just pushed a little bit too hard, end up going down. Yeah, and like we've talked about, you know, outside the podcast, consistency is what wins championships. So the fact that he threw that away and could have gotten a third or a second and he was stuck in sixth, like you said, his deficit's even more now, so you have to work even harder. He's down to 13 oh. points. And yeah. I know we were just saying eight points isn't too bad. And 13's, you know, only five back from that. He and just I gave up, like, five, six points. Yes, exactly. He that crash. Yes, he did. Six points. Exactly. exactly. And so that, that changes a lot of things. And so, yeah, we say eight's not too bad and five points back. Further than that, 13. Oh, now that's bad. What I'm getting at is just it shouldn't have been that. It, the no. point swing from that mistake right there, just take the podium. Yep. You take that podium, Smith is off the podium. You're gaining points right there, and that's all it takes. And then you go to a, you know, rather, it doesn't matter if it's triple crown or not, but you just move on to the next round, fresh start, and get them again. And you, you need to start piling momentum. Instead, you go down, and now momentum's not on your side. And now the whole momentum shift, now going over to Smith, who already has a red plate, now is expanding it. And moving on. Exactly. His momentum's building. As long as he can just keep it up, keep a cool head, I think Smitty can walk away with this thing. Yeah, well, let's, let's just hope for uh, it, how it continues to be an interesting season because the 250s have been wild, but the 450s. I want to be a cowboy, baby. <laughs> Say it one more time. I want to be a cowboy, baby. There we go. Our man. Okay, this is this is never thought I'd be able to say this. Aaron Plessinger wins San Diego and takes home the red play, baby. Yeah. Well, yeah. Big night for this guy. Honestly, like the the redemption oh. from Detroit. Like I feel like you can finally put that one in the past because that one that had to hurt. It right? hurt. Yeah, like no reason to like like dwell on that or bring it up. Like like he put that he buried it. Yeah, it's gone. Yeah. Like it Headstones matter. on and, and yeah. he's moved he's on. Got, he's got the next win and he's got the momentum. He's got the red plate. I don't think anyone put this guy red plate having after three rounds. <laughs> I, I I didn't. No, I, you I'd know, love to see it, but I didn't have him up there. Honestly, no. I knew he was gonna be good. I knew he was gonna be top five, but he's but one, one. Mm. Well, last week. We all saw how confident he felt, and even though he didn't win, he got fourth, right? Or fifth? I forget which one. Fifth. Um, yep, fifth. Yeah, I think he brought that he over into this four. week, and he kicked some ass. And the best part is he was wearing the gear that he was wearing in Detroit. Ultimate redemption arc. Ultimate. Ultimate. So I, think, I think he can just kind of bury that. Bury that. It's not going to haunt him. R.I.P. like it's... Mm -mm. Like he did a great thing. Like he killed everyone in Detroit. He had everyone beat. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Straight up. Dry erase doesn't matter. And just kind of threw it away. But now it's just... It just makes moving it... Moving forward. It's this just, I was, so, I was stoked for him. Yes. So much sweeter. With, sure. with Aaron Plessinger getting this, the, the points now are all... It, it did tighten up, but he's got the red plate. Sexton's back by one. Jet down by four. With Aaron getting this, I, I you know, it, like you brought up, Amanda, his confidence is so high right now. Even before, like, even leaving San Francisco, oh, it was yeah. high. Oh, yeah. And then it was high after, um, in the middle, after the heat races. And then now, uh, now that he's got a win, you know he's on top of the world. I think he carries that momentum and he's confident. Are we a little worried? Are you guys a little worried that we see a hangover race? Not saying he's legit hungover. I'm just saying that we talk about this all the time between Supercross and Motocross, the championship hangover. This was damn near a championship for him. Like, this was massive. He's, yeah. This has been on his shoulders for so long. So now, is this a weight lifted? And we see him just continually, like, throughout the season, and like, just continue this streak. Not saying he's going to go 1-1-1-1-1, one, 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 but, like, still be in this dogfight. Maybe, who knows if he wins again, but podium or continue his top five streak. Does he keep that going, or do we see a... Slight drop off of a, a hangover from, you know, this race, this win. Uh, definitely not a hangover. I think if you do see him get a top five next week, like no panic button. I think that's right where he needs to be. Um, he's gonna be aiming for podiums. Like the the momentum's building. Even in A one, he looked really good at A one too. So you can't throw away just like because it was muddy. Oh, Aaron Plushman's good in the mud, whatever. No, he's good in the dry. You saw it last year, too, in Detroit. He's got it. He's got the time on the bike. He's got more time on this bike than any other rider out there on the KTM. So, like, I think he's comfortable, and he's really starting to come into his own. You start putting these podiums back-to-back like this, it's only going to help him get better. Yeah, I would totally agree with that. I mean, the fact that he's just building, building, and now he has the red plate and he won a race rightfully so he rode so well but i think he's just gonna keep running maybe not maybe not first every race that's fine but staying in contention like, well, like, said, like what ian brought up there is that yeah a1 he did get fourth yeah a very quiet fourth yes but no a good that. good fourth and that was dry those were perfect conditions now we're going into a triple crown and back to anaheim where he's already done well Triple Crown starts have been there. And when I say his starts have been there, he has the top starting average in the first minute. Now, it's not great. It's still fifth. The only people that – the highest two are him and Cooper Webb. Both average fifth place off the start. Um, that just proves he's being up front. And with a Triple Crown, the starts are good. We could see a, a he, we could see him rebound with a podium. We we really could. Yeah. But that put just puts him in the right position, and it's not only his starts. Okay, his true speed has picked up since last year. It, it, it truly has. He's averaging qualifying wise third, third. He's averaging third. Yeah. That's not AP. AP is not known as a pure speed guy. With him averaging third. Just in just speed, throwing down a hot lap, showing that his speed's there. They worked on stars. They figured something out in that bike. Clearly paying off. I think it was just time. Like I said, it was just time. He has totally. got three years on that new frame now. I, or not the new, new frame, but three years on that same model. That one, yeah. So, like, it's just building. That's all it is. He's got the seat time. They keep working out all the kinks, and this is just what you see. You see riders rise to the top. 
especially that he feels comfortable, he's happy, where he's at, who he's surrounded by, he's got a great team, and this is, I mean, you're looking at it. Speaking right? of surrounded by, I was a little worried Cooper Webb was going to sneak, sneak that uh, race win from him. Yeah, right. And I'm a Webb guy. Yeah. I am a Webb guy in that we all have seen what Webb does in the last five, six minutes of a race, and it looked like it was going to happen. It almost did happen. I mean, he, you know, the lap, all the lappers, first of all, I'm shocked Tomac got lapped, but that's a whole different story. But do we think that Sexton coming up in front of Webb helped AP win this race? Yes, for sure. I don't think it was the deal breaker by any means. I don't think that was like the one because he was still like maybe four seconds behind when that incident happened. But it for sure slowed Cooper down. Definitely helped. It yeah. prevented him from hitting that double and just kind of probably threw him off his mojo because I think he gets in that mode towards the end of the race. He can see the guys leading. This is the best guy at catching someone late in the race I think we've ever seen. Ever. Oh, yeah. Ever. Period. So, like, this is his territory. This is his land. And I think Sexton getting in the way, maybe it wasn't on purpose. He did take the outside rut, but they tried to share the same line going off the face of that jump so i don't know about that part but i think it definitely did play a factor in possibly stealing the win from ap well i, th I think cooper webb i think i i, I don't know i think he would have i think he would have gotten we saw in the uh post-race interviews um uh well after the race back at the haulers cooper webb it got brought up about cooper webb and sexton like what is your opinion on it? How do you feel about that? And Sexton came out and or not Sexton, Webb came out and said, he's like, you know, I'm upset about it, yeah. But at the end of the day, it, it is what it is, is racing. And he said he would have felt bad if he took the win from him. Like, racing's racing. He has to do what he's got to do. But he would have felt bad if he took that win away from Blessinger. And he, yeah. he, he, he's like, he even said, he's like, oh, I'm, I'm glad he finally got that win. I don't think anyone's mad. I think everyone, even all the writers, everyone's pumped that he got that win. Because it's not been a private thing that he wants this win. He wants it. He's very public about that. Very public. Yeah. And it would be the same thing if Mookie got his win. It would be the oh, same yeah. thing. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Webb Web said it's cool. There is no hard feelings with him and Sexton. Um, but, uh, you know, I just, I'm going to move up a little bit. Speaking of hard feelings. Do you guys see the Anderson and Jet? Ooh, in the background of AP giving his, like, <laughs> I'm so excited about this win race, like this race win. You're like, what the fuck is going on with Anderson and Jet? There is hands flying, helmets are being grabbed, people are knocking off hands. What is going on? So, so, so you're bringing it up. <clears throat> so who's in the right, who's in the wrong? What, what's your opinion on this deal? Oh, I think Jet can fuck off. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to be shy about it. Everyone knows I want to see Jet in the back of the pack. I want to see him riding against somebody who will defend their position, and that's exactly what happened with Anderson. And we all know Anderson will get down and dirty a little bit to make sure you don't pass him. He's known for that. He's known to be a little aggressive, and I'm so glad it happened to Jet. So I stand by what I say. I think... He is. He finally got past him. Great, good for him. But I'm really glad it happened. I don't. You? Did you see the actual? I like. I saw the pat. Jet passed him, but it wasn't like 
So I think I, see, I think there was something else we didn't see. Well, he so what I him. well what oh, what I'm getting out of so what I saw because I was watching that battle closely when they had the double box. I was watching it on there. Mm-hmm. Um, Anderson was blocking Jet a lot. Oh, now yeah. now they're battling for position here. Blocking's allowed. Yeah. If you're gonna get mad at blocking, talk to Vince Freezy about this stuff. Okay. <laughs> so so when you you're getting mad at someone for blocking, and then. When it did come into the break checking, it came down to where at, at Anderson, I think, was setting up for the outside, but dove inside because lappers were on the outside. He dove to the inside, and he had to lock it up tight into the big, deep rut. on um, the, like, the fast start straight, you make a hairpin right, the little double into the whoops. It was that hairpin right that is a big, deep rut on the inside. He had to dive down and get on the brakes. He kind of like lost his balance and stood up. Jet ran into the back of him, and then Anderson took off and created like a little bit more of a gap. And then when uh, Anderson or Jet finally passed Anderson, he freaking he gave him some love in that corner. I mean, it was a full on block pass, but I think that's the pass you had to do on that track. You, yes, oh, yes, you have to. Yeah. You have to. Like there was no way you had to get out of the main line and get your bike in front of the other guys. Mm-hmm. Nothing dirty there. I thought it was fine, but I think the whole thing was just racing. And yeah. tempers are flying, but here, here's something here. Jet, back-to-back week, weeks, is getting slapped around by the big dogs, slapped around by the veterans. Which is exactly what I wanted. And I, it, do, you, do you think this is uh Jet has been, are you, are you think these are, I don't want to say true colors, but some different colors come out of him? Or, I, I don't know, are, 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 we see so much of this. I'm a, I'm a kid. I laugh. I'm big brain. Blah, 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 blah. All this stuff, okay? Do you think this is that other side of Jet starting to open up here? That is the, the side that doesn't go public? Because there's one thing about, about the Lawrence brothers. They're very strategic about what they post, what they allow the public to see. Is this a side of Jet that we don't see? Like, is it he like this at the test track to dealing with mechanics or anything? Like, is, is there this side of him that we, we just, just happen to see it in the background of Plessinger their celebration? I don't think so. I no. think, I think he is all that, but I, I think, uh, like he's that nice, loving kid. He's still really young, but, like you're jumping into, the upper echelon of the best dirt bike riders, and all of these guys have been here for a long time. Long time. So I think him just kind of coming in, thinking he's just gonna, kind of like wipe the floor with everyone, which, he did in outdoors. Oh for yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And. So I think him just kind of coming in, being that happy-go-lucky is, I think a little bit of that's going to change as he goes further on through the season. Um, I think we're starting to see some cracks. You, did you guys see the uh, practice crash? I, think I it was did. On day. Yeah. Mm, that yeah. was just a total like yeah. brain fart move. Yeah. I, going for a quad that was not that would have been I think he just forgot where he was. I think he forgot he what he what he was jumping. You look at his body position, he was really far forward on the bike when he took off on the face of that tabletop and just kind of landed right in the middle of, a little bit on the face. That was of a that, big impact. That, that was. Yeah. And yeah. I'm I'm a, I am shocked to know there's getting reported it first got reported as a broken wrist blah 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 blah. Then jammed his thumb and all this. You can see him kind of moving his hand around. I'm shocked we didn't see in the main event the hand mess with him a little bit more like like he did better than i expected especially after having that crash and injuries being reported and all that stuff but you can't always believe what you see on there because 
it's Jet Lawrence. He's the face of the sport. If he if something happens to him, it's gonna get blown up and out of proportion big time. Oh yeah. yeah. So did yeah. he really have a hand issue or is he, he like jammed thumb? Because it was reported. Yeah, it was. As a broken wrist. It was. It was. For and a second we were there, like, oh shit. This is really gonna like mess up the points. But no, I I think this is a hot take. This is what we're about, right? This is bold. Yeah. Bold statement. Hot takes. I'm, that's what we're here for. Um, <clears throat> I think. Jet is starting to realize his shit stinks. I think he <laughs> thinks he's on the top of this mountain. I'm the king of everything. And now he's realizing, oh, man, I have a lot more here than I thought I signed up for. <clears throat> and he does put on a front. He even, like, wrote on his Instagram, I'm sorry, I let my emotions get the better of me. You didn't write that. That was not him. I do not believe Lucas Myrtle. I didn't believe that shit one bit. And the reason I say that too is it's very like formatted until the very last line it says sorry mate. That to me, to El Hombre, like fuck you, I had to say this. Mm-hmm. And so I think that Jet is finally realizing, wow. I, there's a lot more here than I thought there was, and this is going to be a lot harder than I thought it was. And I do think he's, we're seeing another side of him because he's getting frustrated. And when people get frustrated and make stupid mistakes, like, like confronting somebody as there's a camera right in front of them and touching them and doing all that. So I don't, I don't know. I just, this is what I wanted to see. So do you, do you guys think there's going to be like going into A2, triple crown, obviously we got, so we got more gate drops tighter, shorter races, do you think we're going to see more of this? Or is this, you think it's all good on that Australian front? Or are we going to see some more of them? Because God forbid, okay, you're messing with Anderson. You pull that shit on Barsha, Barsha will send himself to a hospital to take, it doesn't even matter. He will, yeah. So you're, 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 Anderson isn't someone you want to be messing with. And you're just climbing that rope and... We already know Barsha and Anderson already have stuff from years. years it just ago. continues. Yeah. And they both don't let things go. They both have grudges. We've seen yeah. it before. So do you guys think this continue? Do you think this next weekend at eight two? I know, um, Amanda, you'll be here, but Ian, I'm not sure if you'll be here for a, a re- preview for that. But do you think this continues? For sure, I think uh, if Anderson has a window, an opportunity, not to just clean him out, but you know, to let him know you're there. Aggressive pass, he's going to do it. And I he's totally he's guaranteed. He, him and Barsha are the best at making that aggressive pass, getting ahead of you, but also like kind of feeding you the beans at the same time, like letting you know who the real big dog here is. Yeah, I I totally agree with Ian. I think this is not the hatchet is not buried. I think that Anderson's kind of like, all right, you little shit, like let's go. Um, I think Jet will eventually mess with Barsha, and I'm so excited to see that. Very excited. Well, the Triple Crown just brings more of that because you get yeah. three gate drops, and yeah. they're sh- shorter, tighter races, and more opportunities, let's just say, closer racing uh, off the start. you got more people bunched up. Um, well, we've seen it. Jet gets these bad starts, and he's got to work through the pack. Good luck trying to pass those guys. Oh, yeah, they're very aggressive. They're masters of what they do. They're very aggressive, and they do it in a way that most of the time it's a quote-unquote clean pass so they don't get fined by the association, and that's the art that they have perfected. They also have the mindset of 
fucking fine. They don't I care. mean, I think they that's what makes care. it great. No, it's awesome. No, I, I totally agree. I'm all about it. Well, these guys, too, are have been racing for a long time. They're almost like a different era. You think of El Hombre, like he grew up with Tomac. Yeah. In the 30s. That's yes. true. This guy's just barely 20 years old, so it's a whole decade of... It's just a different style of racing, so these guys have been doing it for so long, especially like... Like, you don't want to mess with El Hombre. You don't want to mess with Barsha because they are ask a Cole, master at that crap. Ask Cole Seeley how he feels about El Hombre <laughs> exactly. racing. Uh, I mean, for years. Exactly. And it wasn't like Cole Seeley going after him. Is El Hombre just took advantage of every opportunity. And, and yeah, you exactly what you just said. You do not want to mess with those guys. No. Because you mess with them, they don't care. They will... You, you, you mess with the bull, you get the horns. And I'm very intrigued to see how this is going. Yep. At some point, these, these Lawrence brothers, everyone loves them. They're the fan favorites. They got this, they got that. Shove that VIP $2,000 ticket up your ass because yep. the big dogs aren't going to let you run on, the, on, and on, on them, at least in Supercross. Nope. Well, I mean, that's just the thing. Is We'll see where it goes. I mean... You don't want those enemies. You look at all the uh, champions in the last five, four or five years, they don't mess around. No. Tomac doesn't mess around with anyone else. He races clean. Cooper Webb, clean for the most part. He'll probably try to get into your head a little bit, but he's not going to just wipe you off the track, right? Mm -hmm. Same thing with uh, Sexton. Super clean racer. He's just going to race you real hard. You start making enemies on the track, you're not... You're just not going to make championships. That's just the way it's going to be. No, you got to have people, not necessarily on your side, but um, you got to have that mutual respect with the riders around you because the second you start, you know, making enemies, yeah, it's it's not good. It's not good. Totally agree. I mean, even just those two especially. But um, speaking of Bam Bam, honorable mention, he got third. Third. So, such a good bounce back. Such a great race from last week. From quote unquote being deathly ill last week, which he did not look good. Oh, yeah. I think he was. I think it would have been better if he was healthy. Maybe not like winning, but I think he just. Oh, yeah. He would have been up there because he was was deep. He was way back. Um, But no, yeah, congratulations to him on third. Uh, Okay, real quick, we got three people who I got the same thing to say about all of them. Oh, gee. Sexton, Tomac, Roxon. They all did the same thing. They all crashed, and it should have been up front. Tomac was up front. He crashed. Sexton crashed in the beginning, and Roxon was out front killing it, and he was my pick to win it. He went down. So they all crashed at different times, but they all kind of finished roughly in the same area. Um, all I have to say there is regroup, come back, and fight back. Those are three names that just struck real bad luck right there, and we Roxon showed amazing speed. Webb's shown that, and Tomac, I don't, I didn't learn anything new about him this week. I don't think he's back. I didn't learn anything new. Maybe Triple Crown, he shows it what it can do in a dry area with multiple starts and be battling up front, but I didn't learn anything from him either. I think, I'm not sure exactly what happened with Tomac. Had to be a little mistake. They showed the crash a little bit, but it was, I think it was just a little something stupid, but once you get down, get in the mud, God, it sucks when your hands... You cannot grab onto the grips. It sucks. Yeah. So. yeah. Yeah. I think I'm the most heartbroken for Roxon because he just got cross I had he a. Was I had a sense yeah. of. Uh, I had a fire. sense of deja vu uh, last year. What was that? East Rutherford, uh, the motor that we had, the Barca one. I had a little bit of deja vu when I was watching that. 
Roxon with the early start, and then Barsha was second. And Barsha went on later in the race to catch and pass Roxon, take the win. I legit had deja vu watching that race. I saw that right out of the gate. I was like, oh, I've, I've seen this before. Yeah. I've seen this track kind of reminded me of was that. I, I think the East Rutherford was a little more muddy, but it just like had that kind of the same vibe like you're saying. So Yeah. Um, the last person I want to talk about in this 450 race, and this is, oh, no. seems like a long time coming. Okay, well, there's actually a couple people. I'm just going to say uh, real quick, Malcolm Stewart and Christian Craig, the whole Husky team, a dumpster fire of a year. Um, you're better off not showing up. Um, <laughs> Can we get I, Craig back on a 250? <laughs> for real, for real. Um, so good. Put him on a Yamaha 250, please. All, all I know is uh, for Mookie, I had Mookie. Like, hell yeah. And then like two lines later, I've written down Mookie with a sad face. It, I don't know what is going <laughs> what on. What is going on? Okay, if one rider has bad luck, all that stuff, but that whole team of 450-sided things, uh, they, Craig and Mookie, I don't understand this year. I don't get it. I don't know what they did in the off season. What sort of did they see a black cat? Did they break a mirror? What happened? Because it's been an absolute dumpster fire. I think it's the starts. It's the it's the starts, especially with Mookie. Like if you start in the back of the pack in that little pile, so much more can go wrong versus if you're in the top five. If you're in the top five, you yeah. got a couple guys around you, not bad. If you're maybe like tenth. 13th, you probably got you got 15 dudes all around you in every direction. You're going three, four wide off the face of some of these jumps, especially when it was so muddy like this. Yeah. Odds are you're going to go down. Someone's going to get a little bit sideways. We're talking like inches. Going a little bit sideways, bumps into someone else, someone falls down, and like that's that's the race. That's what happened with Chase Sexton. It was Chase Sexton and Mookie that well, went down that's together. what I'm saying. Yeah. They went down together, yet you look at the results. Sexton still came back from eighth. Mookie's nineteenth. Now, okay, Sexton was driving something. At the end. Something could have really something could have got bent and all that stuff or whatever. But I just like um, it's just not not looking good. I don't understand really what's going on. And that team des like desperately so bad needs something. Now I don't even I don't I don't get the heat races. Look good, Mookie. We Great. saw him. He was up front, and he, I think he finally did go down, but he Craig. came through. Yeah, finally saw Craig. Right. Got a start, and up there, I'm like, oh my god! Like, they're alive. They're actually racing. Like that. that that's not just like the results aren't fake. They're they're actually there. Um, and yeah, I don't know that they desperately need some sort Something. of turnaround. Some sort of turnaround. Um, but yeah, with that, my honorable mention on the night didn't. Wasn't flashy at all, uh, but I do want to send out a big congratulations to him and the team. We got uh, Benny Bloss on the beta, finally making a main event for the brand. First main event for beta uh, as a fresh, their first time trying to make it into Supercross, Motocross, any of that stuff. Finally gets in, and you know they actually finished well. It was fifteenth. Um, uh, Benny did a post race interview. And he, he said he actually let Roxon and a handful of guys go by because he thought he was getting lapped. No, they, they <laughs> just gave oh, up position. He was a, he was ahead of them. And Seriously? Yeah, he said that he he, got, oh. he, he said he would have done better, but he actually let people by because he saw it was, it was Ken Roxon and, and, and Cooper, or uh, not Cooper, but 
Uh, Chase Sexton, Ken Roxy, he let them by because oh. he thought they were ahead. The what only person he guy. said he didn't let by, like that he, he knew to let by, was AP because he saw the green lights. But so with that, so now, congratulations to him to Beta, and yeah, I was at a, a, a technical mutter race. Will it happen again? I don't know. I think the triple crown is going to be tough because you got to qualify into that and don't want to be in that LCQ. Yeah, agreed. I mean, you don't want to be in any LCQ. <laughs> any of them. Any <laughs> like, yeah. It's like the worst case scenario. Yeah, yeah you don't want to be in that. Yeah, you don't want to be in there. But yeah, congratulations to Benny. Congratulations to Nate Thrasher. And huge, massive congratulations to Aaron Plessinger for finally getting it done. Hell this yeah. is something that... I'm sure he will remember for a long time, but all of us as his fans and supporters will remember for a long time the night Aaron Plessinger beat not only the Lawrence brothers, Eli Tomac, Cuba Webb, Anderson Barsha. He won it all. He was the man of the night, and that's something we will never forget. Hell no. Earned it. Right on. Well, that's another episode of the Dirty Hour. Thank you for joining us. As always, um, you can find this podcast on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, amazon music and spotify if you like it please give us a like share subscribe tell your friends family and um ian thank you for joining us uh we love having you on here we'd love to have you back on here in the near future yeah and um we want to send out good vibes to not only you uh, eh, eh, you're okay yeah, but send <laughs> send all the good luck in the world to watson on his first race we'll be rooting for him and hopefully we can get him on here and say a couple words with us yeah, thanks for having me. I'm definitely going to be back. We'll be bringing the kid around. We'll see how the uh, the races go. I'm super excited for him. So, yeah. yeah. Perfect. Perfect podcast, guys. Thank you for joining us. Please remember, we're on Instagram at Keep It Dirty USA. Um, send us your feedback, comments, uh, hot takes. Happy to share them. If you guys want to be on the podcast, we might be able to make something work out. But um, thank you again for joining us. We can't do this without you guys, so we really appreciate it. We'll be back this next week for a pre or yeah preview. Uh, we're going back to A2 for a triple crown. Lots of big news to talk about, so stay tuned. We'll see you guys next week.